Welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, that's Eric Patterson. Epat, happy Honda week? Yeah, happy... if we want to get if we want to get excited about the Honda, it um, <laughs> definitely definitely feels like an off week in our business in our world, which is it's nice to to sit back a little bit, especially after the run that we've been on. But I mean, the Honda, the Honda is the Honda. It's got its own little charm. It's a probably the toughest test on on tour and uh, maybe one of the weakest fields. So it's a weird mix. The idea that uh, I mean, the schedule, they just they just got screwed big time here. You know, I was I've been saying this all week, but like when you go back and actually look at the run of events that we've had on, because listen, you know, a PGA National is difficult. So I know guys don't want to get beat up, but the Honda's a great event. And, and we went from Riviera to a WGC to API to the players and then next week is the match play and smack dab in the middle is Honda. Like it had, it, you could have put a lot of tournaments here and it would have had no chance. Yeah, no, it's uh, it definitely got a short end of the stick. I'm sure the people at Honda and Honda power and motorsports and lawnmowers are not too impressed, but uh, they've been here for so long and now they're just getting screwed. It's just weird how the tour treats longtime sponsors like that. Um, there's probably a few others that I'm missing off the top of my head that are kind of getting squeezed out, but. Yeah, it's uh, it sucks, but you need these. You need these natural resting points in the schedule. It just can't be go 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 all the time, or you're just never gonna have those like ebbs and flows of a season. You need a downtime like this, and um, unfortunately, Eliza, uh, yeah, this week, and um, like I said, it's the field that's not as strong as we like to see. But I mean, we got hit with more COVID WDs. We got some injuries. But they got they kind of got screwed on that end of things too. So um, unlucky in multiple facets. We're going to talk about those in a minute. The only other time, I mean, obviously, you know, events are changing all the time, but like Valspar got the bad end of the schedule, not even being in the Florida swing anymore. And Greenbrier's spot was so bad that they were just like, yeah, we're we're out. We don't even want to, (laughs) like, we don't want to have a tournament anymore because like we are in the worst spot and nobody watches this event. Nobody wants to come here because it was like the first event of the year. Yeah, I I wouldn't be, I don't know. If they keep pinching people like this, I wouldn't be surprised to see more, more, events kind of bail or or scale down or try to reposition like i don't know what goes into that i know the canadian open tried to jockey for a new spot in the schedule for for years because they were the week after the open championship and no one wanted to come over and play that tournament now and now there's a new tournament in the uh, the week after the open so it's just there's just those natural terrible timings on the schedule that obviously go for a discounted rate but um it's just not i think it's just like a kind of a losing proposition for these these companies that are forking over millions of dollars and no one shows up to their events. I can't imagine the tour will ever do this, but thought exercise, would they be better off building in bye weeks right? Like I understand they're, they're not, they, they got 50 tournaments on the schedule this year, all with a big time sponsor. They've got a lot of money. They, they don't want to take weeks off, but in theory, do you think adding, I don't know how many you'd have to add four, five, you know, after maybe after the majors or, you know, like in a spot like this for Honda this week, where it's just like an absolutely stacked stretch of the schedule, would they be better off doing that and then charging the sponsors that they do have more and being like, yeah, now it's kind of like a more exclusive group that we have going on here? It's hard to say. I know the players will never say no to more playing opportunities, especially the ones at the bottom of the like the FedEx Cup who need these points. Like Fowler's out here grinding; he needs points. There's some European guys who want to try to sneak into the WGC next week. So there's reasons for these guys to play. I just wish they rounded out the fields. And this, 
everyone talks about this anytime there's a weak field it's like why are the top like 20 guys on the corn ferry tour not playing in this tournament to try and snipe a top 10 and then you know try and carry some of that momentum and maybe grab a pga tour card it just you look at the corn ferry tour um like the odds board this week like off the top of my head taylor pendrith who's you know one of the top players on the on the corn ferry tour he played uh, i think he played pretty well down in puerto rico it just like give those guys chances to play in some of these lower tier PGA tour events. And maybe you can spur a run from, you know, an up and coming guy instead of giving, uh, I don't even want to pick a name off a list to, uh, as an example, but there's just so many in this field. You're like, what, what is this guy doing for the PGA tour at this point in his career? Yes. Alan Morin, I'll pick a name. Alan Morin, who I believe is 50 years old, hasn't played on the PGA Tour in years, got in. I mean, he was like the seventh alternate or whatever because we had a lot of withdrawals, but um, probably does not need to be in this field. You could have picked any number of collegiate players, uh, like like literally anything. Corn Fairy guys over, over some of these. So it would be fun to have like, I don't know, if... If they ever made the FedEx Cup, and again, I'm not, uh, I'm not coming up with uh, ideas here on my own, but because people have talked about this before, but like, uh, if the FedEx Cup points are going to be something that are very important and kind of determine this, if you have a card for the next year or not, make them make FedEx Cup points a thing on the Corn Ferry Tour as well, so these guys can accumulate points down there, and if they come up and grab a start on the PGA tour, earn points, and they can just like make the currency flow through all the tours. So you can kind of keep track better of who's moving up and who's moving down. And I think you can just give like weeks like this would be way more interesting when there's um, like a handful of guys under 25 trying to, trying to make a a run and, and try and find a spot on into the playoffs or whatever it might be. Just like, there's just no storylines. There's not a lot of juice to this event, but if you just, if you make it, you know, the weeks after majors are like this opportunity for the web guys or the corn fairy guys to make like a push or something. You have a bunch of Will Zalatoris's in the world yeah. coming up and trying to grab spots. I think they're just more compelling storylines than trying to, you know, watch some guy grind out his, you know, 30th start of the season and just kind of on a, some kind of weird exemption. Like, do you think V like I just watched VJ Singh hit a shot? Now I don't know if he's I don't know if he's won this before, so I don't know if he's in on like past champions or he's in on like sponsors exemption. But VJ, like, I think VJ's in any tournament he wants to play in. Right, but that's what right, because he's got yeah. that, he's got like the lifetime, whatever. But like, does that like why? Like what I know he's earned it, I guess, but like that that does very little for the tour. I guess I guess they can't say no because he does have the lifetime membership, right? Yeah, they it is uh once you're VJ's VJ's in a class of his own, I think. There's there's definitely some dudes out here who are squeezing the tour for all they're worth in terms of starts. Um, v- VJ's like Bo Van Pelt is I'm, I just cruise through the leaderboard. I see Bo Van Pelt. I, I don't know what he's doing here. I don't know what he's up to. He finds a start, plays it, probably misses a cut. And it just kind of, it just comes and goes. There's nothing there. He's adding nothing to this tournament. He's adding nothing to the season long stories. Like it just, just kind of a wasted spot. Um, even like, but like they give out, sponsors exemptions to chase kepka and like that's actually something i'm they keep showing them on the broadcast you you recognize the name it's something you track again it's a young guy it's a it's a it's a star player's younger brother it's a little interesting you kind of want to see if chase kepka might have a, a shot here but um there's just too many dudes filling spots that just that don't add any value do you think we will get to the point where like i think there's a lot that you can do um for you know like you could you could require guys to play 25 times a year 
right? Like you could require that of, of the top players. Uh, obviously the big thing holding that all back is the independent contractorship of these golfers. But, uh, without, without going as far as unionizing or creating a, a, a golfers association, like you have in other, uh, leagues, you know, the NBA has a players association and all these other organizations do, could you start incentivizing them in some way and getting that and, and they're trying to do this right with like you have to play a new event every four years or something yeah, like I was that. Gonna say that like is there another step that we can take so that we don't end up with a week like this i honestly i i i think like i said i think you need i wouldn't want to see that i don't i think i think the freedom these guys have makes it interesting makes um makes them picking their schedule interesting like you I don't know. I, I'm not really for forcing guys to play an X number of events. If they want to play whenever they want to play and they can earn their card or earn enough money to do it, that's that's fine. I don't I just don't think um I mean I think I think these events are needed. You need off weeks, but I just think you could make these a little more uh juicier um by just kind of kind of opening up the doors to more players or different players um instead of the same old recycled pe- players that we've seen before. It just that's the direction I would take it. Um, I'm not sure necessarily forcing a guy to play after, you know, he's played three or four weeks in a row. There's a major coming up. Just he's going to take a, day, a week off. So um, it's yeah, it's a tough balancing act. But I just I wouldn't I wouldn't go down the 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 rabbit hole of of forcing an, a certain number of starts. I think that's uh, yeah, kind of goes against what makes the PGA Tour kind of special. I'm kind of surprised that uh, we have not gotten to the point yet of guaranteeing every player money in the field right like if you if you miss the cut you get nothing that's um, sweet that's what's great about it though i love that i love that is i think it that's great? what I, why why isn't it great uh i, I mean listen go, i golf and what tennis are the only two major sports that your salary is 100 percent dictated on your performance in your venue is that right like there are there any other uh, and i'm pretty this? sure like if you make the round of 64 draw in tennis you i think you get paid like it's the, oh. the pre-qualify i'm all i'm fairly certain those guys get paid because there's like a lot of like pre-qualifying tournaments going on they have like monday q tournaments in a way and and they got to get in that way but i'm pretty sure if you make it to the round of whatever draw you're in i'm pretty sure they go home with a check so golf is a little different in that sense I, I guess it like like I like the idea of okay you made the weekend that gets you a check but it's not like it's not like 65th is $100,000. It's like 12 grand or whatever, right? Or some of these some of these weeks it's like I don't know. I don't see the big incentive of being like wow, he made the cut and now he gets 12 grand and that's probably half of his uh travel expenses for this week because it's so expensive to bring your team of five guys is, and all that stuff. I'll say it might be a little too top heavy. I I think like making the cut and you know grinding to a top whatever 20 i think that's i don't know, I don't know. I think maybe the difference between winning and coming you know we see this in when we're tracking you know dfs the difference between winning and coming top 10 uh is is can sometimes be pretty narrow but for these guys it's what like nine hundred thousand dollars, which is life-changing money for some guys so i think there's a chance you could flatten the payout structure if we want to beat that drum but um i don't know i i think i think that's what makes the, the tour kind of special is these guys gotta go out and earn it um and that's yeah. what all at the same time makes it frustrating that they're giving opportunities to guys who uh maybe have already earned it in their and they're just kind of in their twilight of their career and they're just not giving 
younger kids or the future future tour pros a chance to get kind of a kickstart in their career. I'm looking at the Honda Classic payouts from last year, so from 2020. So Sung Jae wins it; he gets 1.26 million. Second is 763,000. That's Mac Hughes making the cut. So Hayden Buckley in 69th got 14,490. Um, I, I I don't really know what my stance is on this. I guess I'm just more surprised that it hasn't happened yet. I'm, I'm actually just kind of surprised that it's like if you are in the field you get 10 grand. That's like your travel, a little bit of something just forgetting. I mean, like it's so hard to even get into fields now. Like we see these Monday qualifiers and like kind of what you were talking about with, with tennis, like you've had to earn your way into so many of these spots. Like I, I'm just, maybe I'm just surprised that this hasn't been pushed for yet. And yeah, that it's probably, maybe it's better just to say I'm surprised that hasn't. And there's just not like a flat, you know, cover your costs. Here's the, if you're a full like time tour member, you have a full-time card whatever they, they think a travel cost is, pay the caddy a little bit, whatever. And that's, if you miss the cut, there's your, there's your cut for the week. I can, yeah. I, now that you mentioned how much money the tour makes and pays out and they give a 15 million to the FedEx cup winner, you could just divvy up and then keep some of these guys afloat for, for the, the season, even though they might be struggling or whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, five, um, maybe that's what five, sponsors are for. I don't know. It's hard to. Yeah, I mean, five grand a guy or ten grand, ten grand a guy for 140 golfers is 1.4 million. This purse this week is seven million. Maybe you charge Honda 8.4, or maybe you charge, or maybe you just pay out the guys that missed the cut. I don't know. It, it's listen. I, I don't really have a strong stance on it, but I guess I'm just surprised because we're. I think we're seeing, and and I think that the natural evolution that we've seen in other sports uh, is going to have to come to golf at some point too. Right. Like, and I think the perfect example of that is kind of like injury reports. So, so in the NBA, uh, as they started to get more intertwined with gambling sites, as they started to get more intertwined with DFS sites, um, they try to at least crack down on injury reports. Now you could argue, uh, they're doing a good job or not. You could argue the NFL does a good job or I feel like the NFL probably does a better job than anybody at the moment because you get like throughout the week. week, to week. You kind of understand what different injuries are and right. what, what, what's a probable, what's a questionable. Are they yeah, and what, like do not participate limited means on a Friday versus limited on. Yeah. It's, it, people have learned to what, know what those under, what those mean. So now it's like, okay, well, we had, we had Daniel Berger, uh, withdraw luckily on, on Wednesday with a rib injury. Right. And we were kind of hearing rumblings all week long. Okay. Played with this rib injury at the players and he went for an MRI on Monday and we're never going to know the results of that MRI because they don't have to tell us. And, uh, you know, he withdraws from the pro-am and we're like, I, I don't know what's going on here. And he could have very easily have, uh, with, he had a, he had a Thursday afternoon time. He easily could have woke up on Thursday, see how he was feeling and withdrew then. And in turn, um, impacted a lot of things financially for betters and for DFS sites. Now, Daniel Berger should not care about that. I, I completely, he should not care about no. whatever else is going on, but if the tour or any organization is going to get into bed with these sites, there has to be some level of transparency and integrity, right? They're like I, I'll I'll bang this drum. I think there definitely does. Even if, even if it, it's hard to say. Like people sometimes they don't want the information. Like they excuse their perception or what they think might unfold for the week. But I still think we, once we learn what, how that information impacts their play or what a back injury versus like a hand injury. Like once we learn what different injuries these guys might be dealing with or ailments or whatever. Um, I think we'll be able to understand like 
if it actually impacts them. I think last week, what was it? Last week, there was a few WDs at the players. Justin Rose was apparently not on site at TPC Sawgrass, but this was like unreported. No one really knew what was going on. Yeah. And then uh, it was like the least shocking withdrawal after law after like the first tee time. So like if you were paying attention, you had an inkling that Rose might withdraw, but it just there was no mention of it um, from any anything official. Like I think it was uh, Chris Powers from Golf Digest tweeted it out. So it's just like that's where it had to come down to. It was just that's one guy in the DFS thing. world. Right. That's the other thing is that's not a, that is not a unique situation where a guy has not even been on site and it's been like Tuesday or Wednesday and no one in the official media has asked about it. No, no like the PGA tour imagine, comps has not sent anything. Out. Imagine this like, like a Tom starting Brady. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, we got 10 minutes till kickoff and we haven't seen Brady in the like, building. Tom Brady wasn't on the team plane. Like that would be something noteworthy, right? It would be noteworthy if it's Tuesday and the favorite in the field is not on site. That would be noteworthy. Uh, so I don't know how you would police that, whether it is, hey, they're here, here, here they are at the range. We saw them, you know, I don't know what it looks like or how just you like would a, say. I, I think you could have like a range report, just like this guy checked in, this guy checked out. He's got hit balls for two hours. This guy hit, didn't hit any balls idea. today. And maybe we understand what we learn their, their practice schedules. Um, no, like, again, knowing that the guy that Berger withdrew from the pro-am is interesting um, because do guys, I think they're allowed to withdraw from those once in a while because of injuries. Uh, I don't think you can just skip them for the sake of skipping them. Um, so that's that's definitely noteworthy. But again, that came from um, someone in the betting. I think it was Will Gray was the first one to t- to tweet that out. So it's not it's nothing official. Nothing is official. But like even a range report, just like this guy showed up to the range on Tuesday, hit balls and left. Just or he played nine holes with so and so. Just that that. That right there, I think, is is a really good call. A range report, or just like literally just facts. He was here. He hit. He was on the range from nine fifty four to ten fifty four, and whatever. Because it, it would be really difficult to put this in the hands of the golfers. And I don't know what you do. Here, here, here's a diagram. Circle what hurts. Like I, I don't know how you would do yeah, that. It's but hard like, to do it. And 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 how do they determine whether I'm just sore or whether this is going to potentially impact me? I like that. Just tell us. Have they hit balls? Who'd they play with? Did they play nine? Whatever, like that stuff. And you know, I don't know how they would go about doing it, but uh, I think that would be a really good first step. And like all this comes down to is betting and money. And yeah, like you said, the, the two are getting into bed, and it it only matters because people are getting kind of screwed when uh, Justin Rose or there was another one last week, maybe Louis a few weeks ago just pulled out after lock. You had no other options you're stuck with a zero in your lineup it just and if if they do start reporting injuries i also think it adds a level of like uh kind of game theory like if we knew burger was if we knew burger was had a rib injury but we were guaranteed his replacement in a dfs lineup let's say Mm. like maybe you run the risk of rolling burger out but worst case you get rain gibson um i think a lot of people might take that risk whereas uh last week with rose you knew he wasn't around so i'm definitely just going to be a zero he should be zero percent owned um and even this week like i don't know if you're anyone was willing to roster burger knowing that he was that hurt that just goes into like risk tolerance and whatnot so um i think it adds a level of game theory into an already complicated game in our world but i'm trying to think of a scenario in which more transparency would be better that is not 
gambling related. You know, I, I guess in other sports, there's a bit of gamesmanship and there is a bit of like, hey, Tom Brady was on the injury report. Do we need to prepare for his backup quarterback or whatever that might be? LeBron, you know, might rest tonight or like that. That does impact another team. It, it, I guess it doesn't really impact the other playing competitors in any way. So I'm just trying to think, is there any reason outside of betting that the tour should be more transparent with golfer information? Yeah, it's not like you can other sports they report injury like in hockey. I know they hide like lower body, upper body, so guys can't be targeted. Like you're not going out to target Justin Rose bad back. Like if he just has a bad back, he he might show up for his tea time or he might not. There's no yeah, it's it's a weird one. I don't know. Maybe they just maybe these guys are all hurt. That's another th- argument I've seen. Is yeah. These guys are all dealing with something. So it's you can't just have an endless list of ailments or you'll just never take any of them seriously. So maybe there's that side to it that um, these guys are just dealing with aches and pains. Like Tiger might be doubtful every time he tees it up, and just you never, you never know. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I would just like to see something, just more information before the tournament is all. I'll, really I'll stick with for. range reports. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best idea I've I've heard thus far. I like I like that. Right. Um, we'll Honda week. Tour. <laughs> Honda week means that we are going to get uh, a million mentions of the bear trap this week. Uh, and I've started to think about this over the past couple of weeks about a lot of courses now are naming stretches of holes, usually like these three hole stretches. How, how many of these can we name? How many? are We got there? a lot. We got what this a man's corner. We got what's the one at the snake pit at Valspar. That's we the one got, I forgot. There's one at Tory. Oh, what's that, like the green mile. They call it the undertow. Oh, but the, where's the, the green, course. the green miles at quail hollow. Yeah. I think it's like uh yeah, three hole stretch on the back of just monster holes. Um horrible horseshoe. There's too many. What? Horrible horse horrible horseshoes at Colonial. Oh god, yeah. These uh, see these ones are just are non-existent to me. Um that might be it. Are there any more? There probably is. I'm sure these these uh these courses come up with their own three namers, three course or whatever, three hole. So then okay, so now the now the question leads to why? Why? What's the, what's the branding of these of these holes? I think it's and why it from Amen's Corner. It's probably like was Amen's Corner the original? I don't want to like. Uh, to I mean, right? It it, it might it be, be. It doesn't seem like something Europeans would do with like the old like the old course. I don't think has a three hole stretch that they just wanted no. a nickname. So no. I does I do think this is uh, something North Americans have uh, have clung on to, but. Yeah, I think I think maybe they just want their own little yeah their their own little uh, marketing brand. You can put up a statue, you can get a nice bear, you can get a nice snake. You throw it up there. Um, probably yeah. probably sell merch off of it. Yeah, it's. I mean, the bear, the bear trap is tough. I'll give them that. It's, these three holes are are no joke. But that's the um, other thing. Yeah, it's never. Um, they never say, "Hey, here are the three easiest holes. Have fun." Like they could call yeah, it like they, that birdie, would be birdie bonanza. Like I don't know, like scorable stretch. Yeah, just it's always the hardest holes. If yeah, that's true. So someone, so that's your. If you had a course, you would just give them a three hole. Yeah. Just go eagle birdie eagle and and yeah. turn your round right like, around. It would be like a par five, drivable par four, par five, and then be like, "Can you go three, three, two, three? <laughs> through that stretch there you go. that's like uh the well i think it was rocket mortgage. mortgage yeah the yeah. 313 challenge yeah which first of all a hell of a challenge to go i'm pretty sure it's eagle ace 
birdie <laughs> to make 313, which I think is Detroit's area code. Hell of a challenge. Who's going to complete that? Yeah. <laughs> any any challenge that needs to be with an ace in the middle is probably uh, not An happen. ace is just one part of it. That's yeah. one part of it. You have to do the other stuff too. And not even like for the week, like in a row, I'm pretty sure. Get out of town. Uh, other news this week. Tigers back in golf video games. This is right up your alley. You used to be a streamer. Remember when you, do you still have the Rick run good tour? Uh, so no, it has been retired. I know that the guys who were playing it uh, are still playing because they're in the Slack wow, channel. They, they chat about it and all the that commissioners stuff. retired and the, the league continues. Yeah. Things during, during quarantine, things got a little, a little wonky, but yeah, I would have loved to have continued doing that, but it's a, a timing thing. But yeah, th- this is, I was not expecting this. So um, the evolution of, golf video games where the tour put their stamp of approval and their branding on a game uh, this past year with Justin Thomas as the cover boy. And then this uh, 2K Sports, who creates that game, uh, signs Tiger to an exclusive video game deal, which, as we've talked about all the time, if you throw Tiger Woods' name on whatever it is, uh, eyeballs will be on it and people will be forking out dollars. So I I, I assume this is going to be worth the investment. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, assuming yeah, I'm guessing they're, they're paying him a pretty penny, but I was just going to say that J- JT can't be too happy that Tiger shows up, steals his covers, his cover spot. And well, after one year, you have to imagine thing. Tiger's on the cover. Yeah. You don't pay Tiger to put him on the back page or, you know, featuring Tiger. It's he's going to be all over that thing. So. That's right. I think, I think uh, what they did. So w- when he had his own line of games, it was, it was Tiger Woods, PGA tour, whatever year, I think maybe one year he shared the. I could be wrong on that. I, Rory had his own game after that. I, I feel like Fowler was on the front of one of those. I, covers. I was going to say Fowler too, but he, he would have had to be on. might've been like a special Tiger. edition one. There was but, a yeah. master's edition. Um, but why would they put Fowler on the Masters edition? And then there I was, like, I gotta look this up now. There was one that was late that Tiger shared the cover. I think they introduced some legends. I think he was on the front cover with Arnold Palmer, maybe in 2014. I was looking through the games when, yes, when I was he looking was. up the news. So yeah, it, it brought was back some Palmer. good memories. Those those old Tiger games. Uh, there was a couple of dish. Okay, the the 2014 one had a couple of versions. There was him with, uh, I believe that's Arnold Palmer. I see one with. Sevy, so Tiger's in the front. Sevy and Rory are uh, a side of him. There's actually one. This oh, is when was, they knew they knew they were, I guess, parting ways with Tiger. So they started throwing other people on the cover to try. Yeah, how about how about this one? The, blow. the Masters edition. How about the, this? Is um, I cannot believe this happened. Bobby Jones alongside Bubba Watson. <laughs> when I think of Augusta, that's those are the first two guys I think of too. So that's that's not bad. <laughs> Ricky Fowler was on with Tiger in 2013. Yeah, you're right. As I, as this relationship started to wind down, and they realized they probably could not afford it to bring it back again, uh, they tried a couple of things. Tw- uh, 20, 2011 had Tiger and Rory on it. So yeah, they they definitely tried tried some things towards the end, which is and then Rory Rory had one year and it was a complete flop, I would assume. So yeah, he was like t- 2015. It was like Rory McIlroy PJ Tour, and that was it. Yeah, that was it. You know, listen, you, you can't move the needle uh, like Tiger does, I guess. But we'll see. So I, I mean, it's all about playable, right? Because in the current version of the game, uh, PGA Tour two K twenty one, you it's really hard. But also, there's pros in it, but you can't play as the pro. Right, so like right, right. you just have to you play against them. They show up on the leaderboard. I can't imagine that's going to fly 
when you fire this up and people realize that they can't play with Tiger, they can only play against him. That's not going to work. Kind of sucks that, and this goes back to the players' union talk. Like, uh, you know, when you when you buy Madden, you know you're getting every player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think baseball is the only one where Barry Bonds was never in it, which was very strange. Yes, he, he, was, he, some... he was. Um, he was John. Dowd or something. something. Like yeah. Dowd, yeah. <laughs> he was a 99. I never, I used to never draft him just because I couldn't stand that guy having some no name on my team. But yeah, when you have, uh, it, it would be just, it, it makes way more sense to have everyone at least in like the top 20 or top 30. I don't know. I, it just isn't, yeah. Isn't there a way that we like, uh, listen, I know these guys want to be independent contractors and they want to be free and I, I applaud them for that, but isn't there a way that we can write for video games? Hey, everybody get together. We'll throw you all a bone. We, we'll throw your name in there. We'll make a guy look like you. It's not that big a deal. Like there should be some things that we can all get together. I think if, on. if you're like Brooks Kepley, you would want to be in the game. I don't know if he is or not, but like I do it. For, I don't know. Obviously these guys are, it's a business. They all want to make money, but like, I would love to see myself in a video game. Like not a lot of athletes have that. Like every other athlete has that chance except for 10 for golf. Sorry. And, and like, okay, if Brooks is in the game, like he's going to be wearing Nike stuff, right? Like, like make it like, it would be advantageous for everybody. If, if, yeah, if, I, if I don't, that's the one weird part about it, but yeah, I guess everyone in those games, they make their own guy and make their own tour. And that's just kind of the way it goes. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't played a, I haven't played a golf video game in years. So I want to fire I, up I the old, tiger woods games where you could drive it like you could like power up and drive it like 390 like now they're trying to get like a lot of them are more realistic now where yeah like, now they're too I, yeah. <laughs> where you can change the spin in the air you go full forward spin and then wait oh you overshot it then you well, rip it back, back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those are the best that's when, you're, that's when you're flirting with like 56 every round oh yeah for sure yeah if you were yeah if you were in the 60s you were uh, you had a bad round um all right, we we have an NBA Top Shot drop coming up. Is there anything else we should talk about here uh, before we kick it for for Honda Week? I I, I just talking about those uh, Top Shot moments. Um, Jeff Shackelford wrote an article, just ex- maybe exploring what what uh, those would look like in the world of golf, and he pretty much came to the conclusion that um, it would be PGA Tour. It would suck. You wouldn't be able to have the majors involved unless they somehow got involved. But I still think there's a, a ton of fun moments and video clips that could that could be something one day it just it's probably never going to happen if you're into that digital collectible type stuff but like think about the bryson DeChambeau drive at, at six at bay hill that would that would be pretty that'd be pretty sweet um even anything at sawgrass the players i brought up uh 2018 tour championship tiger walking down the fairway like mm. that would like if you want to talk about a special moment in golf like that uh on the pga tour at least i think that's that's a pretty cool one so benny on making an 11 would be like valuable like people would like it doesn't even have to be good stuff yeah that's that's like if you want to go like the meme route and like do like the funny stuff um there's there's probably that stuff as well like bryson counting his hand like how many shots he had at the memorial uh you know, you could do it. You could do definitely a few things there, but um, maybe, yeah, maybe I, I'm wishful thinking from my side. Uh, Would, we're gonna, golf's going to have to stick to sports cards only. I don't know if you're a big that sports That comes card out guy. soon. When, when's that new? They uh, delayed that, it. I've, I've been, I've been scoping the release date of that, but they, they keep delaying it. Um, I think it's going to come out in early April now. It's called upper, upper, we're talking about upper deck, right? Artifacts. Upper deck that artifacts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What yeah, bothers I, me about it is because there hasn't been a golf product in so long. It has, you know, Justin Thomas as a rookie, which is odd. 
Um, Wait, Bryson DeChambeau what? as a rookie. It's because they it's their first it's their first card, so they just call them rookies. That's just how sports oh, cards kind of work. Bryson DeChambeau completely jacked up black diamond diamond rookie, right? relic rookie. Yeah, and like you're getting it after he's won what ten times, eight times on the PGA Tour, so it just it's a little strange. But I think I think there's some cool stuff in there if you're into sports cards. Uh, Colin Morikawa, anything with him or Tiger or JT. I think Matt Wolf has has some cards. So. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of relics, which is items that are inside the cards, whether they're pieces of. This looks like a piece of. There's a piece of glove. You can get a piece of glove. You can get shirts and you get like shoe labels. Like yeah. yeah. A, oh, shoe label. That's my. That might be what I'm looking at here. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I thought it was supposed to be March. So you're telling you should, me this is uh, now early April. You should get a box and and rip them open on a stream. Let's Make some it. content. Okay. How do I? How do I? Well, how do I go about getting these? Like, how do I obtain I've, this? I, I'm sure it's a lot more widely available in the states. I think you can pre-order it somewhere and probably buy them off eBay. But you know, look into that, Rick. You should get into the physical card card world. <laughs> That's what I need. Okay, product. Yeah, it'll cost you a pretty penny. It's not quite the same as uh, you know. You can buy a, what probably like a five hundred dollar box of cards and end up with fifty dollars worth of cards in return. So it's a riskier riskier venture right now than the Top Shot world. Oh, great. All right. Let me figure out how to buy some of these. If I can get my hands on a box or whatever, I'll definitely stream it. I'll definitely stream it open. What I should probably do is I could probably also like reach out to like, there's gotta be a card shop, plenty of them here in Vegas. Like, Hey, like, oh yeah. how do Lots. I, yeah, I'm sure they'd love to sell me this shit. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. You're going to get a more cow. I can already sense it. Oh, that'd be awesome. It would be nice. Or a piece. Bryson rookie. In 2021. <laughs> Anything priced it. Yeah, that stuff's gold right now. All right, buddy. Uh at EPAC Golf, you can follow Eric's work and you can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been 300 yards done. Don't see ya.